The world around us is changing faster than ever before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be brave, and be fearless. Let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. Welcome back to part two of my chat with Meryl Dubrow, CEO and President of Mark Research. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the industry in this episode and also advice that he has for insights professionals. Before we get into it, I want to do a shout out to our sponsor, Paradigm Sample, one of the leaders in the online data collection space. Paradigm has distinguished itself with its relentless spirit to deliver unparalleled service, data quality, and reach. If you want to learn more about Paradigm, please visit the website, www.paradigmsample.com. Now back to the show. So what... What excites you after 30 plus years in the industry? Um, what excites you today? Wow. Um, <laughs> well, listen, Meryl, I, I, yeah. I think a lot does. because You seem to be very yeah. passionate about a lot of things. So um, take it for, you know, I'm sure a lot excites you. But if you had to pinpoint a couple of things, what, what, what really gets you excited? Yeah, I think, I think what, really, what really gets me excited is moving things forward, right? So... Um, and whether that's in our enterprise or the Insights Association, you know, my, my first conference call this morning was with Jennifer Cattell and Steve Schlesinger, and we're talking about the CEO Summit overseas and, you know, moving it forward. And, and, and um, we started these about 12 years ago with one, and now we're up to three a year. Um, and it's pretty impressive. The reality is I love moving the business forward. We love to. We've got a nice pipeline of products that are coming out. We've introduced probably three or four over the past year or so, and they're all having success. Um, we want to, you know, what we want to continue to have, you know, partnerships, um, and the right partnerships. Most partnerships actually don't, they just don't work. Um, and our partnership with Zappi is working extremely well. The funny thing is when I, when I meet with Ryan and I'll see him in a couple of weeks, it's, you know, why? <laughs> and it's, we talk the same language. And so what, you know, what really excites me is bringing in a couple people recently, like Joshua and, and, a, and a guy named Andy Davis, who's been in the industry a fair amount of time to see what they're going to do and how they're going to make their mark within our company. Josh is just starting out. He's still at the MSMR program at UTA. And I'm excited to see what he does with his career. How can we help him? And the same with Andy. Andy's been in the industry for 20 plus years. How is he going to make that mark here at Mark? So that excites me. You know, you know, being able to um, you move people's careers forward, being able to continue to give something back really, really, really excites me. I love satisfying clients. And, and it's, it's nothing better than to be sitting down watching TV or online or something and seeing some type of ad or marketing on a product or a service that your company, you know that your company helped move forward. I mean, there's nothing like that. It's just such a, it's such a rush. So those are some of the things for sure. Love it. Let's switch gears. You mentioned Steve Schlesinger and, and yesterday sure. they announced, yeah, it was yesterday that they partnered with Gage Capital. We've heard about uh, Dynana being on the block and, and, and lots of other M&A activities that's going on. 
Um, what, what's your, what's your take on all this activity? What, what are the key drivers from your perspective as to why all this is happening? I think that, I mean, look, Steve's one of my closest friends in the world. Um, and they built an unbelievable enterprise there. And he's a, he's a master at not just acquiring companies because I, when I was at Harris Interactive, we did that pretty regularly, but integrate, integrating them within the enterprise and actually benefiting from that. And I think that that was not always the case at Harris. I don't think we, we, I think we botched a lot of the integrations and I think, I don't think they maximized the ROI in a lot of their acquisitions for a whole host of reasons. That's probably another two or three podcasts, but um, I think the M&A activity is going to continue. Um, you know, it's, it's not going to slow down. I think it's exciting. You know, when you talk about oh, what, what excites you, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, I remember when it was e-rewards a million years ago and, you know, um, and then obviously they merged with research now. And then obviously SSI came along and then, and then critical mix. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that plays out with Gary Labum and, and Keith Price, um, who just really smart guys. Um, I was a little surprised, you know, so it wasn't new that they were being sold. I think what may have been new is the price tag last night, 3 billion. Okay. Um, you know, if you, if you do the math, that's a pretty high multiple. Um, and these guys, like I said, are really smart. And I'm sure they'll be able to, to deliver on that. Um, the, the M&A activity is not going to slow down at all. I mean, um, you know, I, I was approached not soon after I transacted this company about having, having um, that I could have sold it and I wanted nothing to do with that. So um, everybody is, um, is for sale and those that aren't are still getting approached. So it's not going to change at all. I think with PE companies coming in and bringing a lot of cash behind them, I, I think it can change the dynamics of the company. Um, it can change. You've got, um, it's not that all of them are, but I think you've got to be careful what the goals are and what the timing is because it can change the dynamics of a company and they won't be able to invest in what they need to invest in. Um, you know, so it's, it's exciting. It really is. And it we'll, is we'll exciting. Yeah, and I think it's a a little bit of a herd mentality, right? Because it's you know everybody's investing. Let's let's go check out the space and 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 to your point, um, I agree that for you, you know very clearly what your goals are. And as other companies evaluate, it's really important to know the goals and objectives of what they want to do. Yeah, and what and what's interesting is is and you know as an executive, maybe I shouldn't say this. The goals aren't all financial. They're not all. Oh, I, I've got to make X amount of dollars this year, or, or, or I want to. That's it's actually not. It, it's not only not the top goal; it's probably not in the top two or three. It really isn't. Um, that doesn't mean I don't want it to be profitable, and that doesn't mean I don't want to to grow the company. But it, it is a little different based on my age, based on what I want to give back to the industry, and that's nothing that I thought or could see back in my twenties or thirties. Yeah, I mean, I definitely w- would say that that's a very refreshing but also unique perspective. Um, I I don't I don't think yeah it, it, I think it it comes with your own experience and kind of when you think about what's really 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 important. Um, yeah, you get to that yep. perspective. 
you know, you and know, I'm sure you think about like, not only are you running a company, but you're also feeding families, right? Like people rely on yeah. this business yeah. so they can feed their families and put their kids in school and do all those other things. It's a different way of looking at it. It, it is. I mean, the average person at Mark has been here 17 or 18 years and, and probably once a week we have somebody who has been here for 30 years come up, um, you know, in terms of their anniversary date. That means a great deal to me. And, you know, um, in, in, a, in a industry and an environment that I think 22, you know, I have 27,000 connections on LinkedIn. Wow. And LinkedIn sent me um, an email, I don't know, four months ago or whatever, and said 22% of all of your contacts last year had started a different job. Think about wow. that. Yeah, that's interesting. 22%. Yeah. yeah. It's a big number. Yeah. It's a big number. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that as you continue to grow as an individual, and one of the things that I subscribe to is what I'll call 900, 900 seconds a day, 15 minutes a day, try to get better at something, because I think everybody has 15 extra minutes. And, you know, when you're around, um, you know, really key leaders and bosses over my career, like um, Sandy Schwartz and, and the late John Bonney and Jim Fredrickson, um, and, and people like that who, and Marianne Schaefer, who really helped and molded my career and took an interest in me and gave me a chance. I think you formulate and you get, you get sort of this, this interesting perspective, right? And my son, my, it's funny, my son last year said, you know, he, he was a lifeguard. So well, how are you enjoying it, Jay? He said, well, I don't really like it. I hate my boss. I just don't like my boss. I said, okay. I said, well, and I look at it a little different, you know. That's a learning experience because listen, what, per, what percentage of the bosses out there are good bosses? I don't know, 20% maybe. So that means four out of five are not that good. You've got to have some learnings away and takeaways from them. You know, it's, it's no different. It, it's funny. I remember a couple of years ago, don't judge me that I was in, I was in traffic court and before you get into traffic court in South Lake, Texas, the clerk magistrate comes in and, and the sergeant at arms makes a, makes a great announcement. He's talking forever. He says, okay, when you go into the courtroom, you can't eat, you can't drink, you can't bring a gun, you can't bring a machine gun, you can't bring a knife more than, you know what I mean? And you can't chew gum. You can't, you can't do anything. You can't have a no tobacco you can't right. be on your phone. Yeah. I mean, the list, yeah. see, the list, I think <laughs> this was two years ago. And I think he just finished the list last week. Right. <laughs> so I walk in and there's about 200 people there and it starts with, um, they do juvenile court first. So there's about 20 kids there that went first, right? And I'll never forget this. So Judge Judy Montgomery walked in and she, she gets ready to sit down and she walks in with a Sonic drink, a drink from Sonic. Okay. A big yep. vat of soda. <laughs> and she puts it down. What does that say? <laughs> yes, that's right. That's a really good what point. Does that, no, what does that say? Hey, Look at me. Yep. Those are the rules. He just gave them to you. They don't apply to me. What does he what does that say? Hey, I'm special. Right. And I have no place for that. So in terms of leadership for me, it's all about everybody knows where I am. When I go on a trip, the company knows where I am. My, my, everybody who reports to me knows where I am. There's no there's full disclosure. There's total transparency. And I'm not asking them to do something that then I won't not- do. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, that's authenticity. That's amazing. That's great. It is. It is. I hope we see more of it, honestly. I Uh, think we see a lot of it. It's just not talked about. Probably right. You're probably right. 
Um, Meryl, last question for you. Any advice you have for any Insight executives? What advice would you give Insight executives today? Um, I'm actually going to answer it two different ways. How's that? I'm going to give you an answer for business executives, and I'm going to say advice for people starting in the industry. Perfect. So the first piece of advice is... um, in keep keep your eye on the ball. I think that if you think about the industry, right? Seema, we had biometrics go, right? And you had um, sentiment analysis, and you had big data, and you had eye tracking. You have all these things, right? Well, the next shiny toy is is AI, right? And the way that I describe it is the market research industry is like my my daughter played soccer. All my kids played soccer, and um, so you remember going to a soccer game for a seven or eight or nine year old, right? The ball goes to the left. What happens? And then the ball goes to the right. And what happens? Right. So I just described the market research insights industry. Biometrics. Everybody goes sentiment analysis. Everybody goes. And that's the wrong message. What I think they should do. And my concern is AI is next. So everybody at a conference is going to be going after AI and trying to make a business. And I think that's the wrong strategy. I'm not saying don't go after technology, but go after the right technology for your staff, for your clients, so you can build a business and it's profitable and longstanding. Don't go after the new shiny toy because everybody else is going after it. I think that's the wrong way. So that's the first piece of advice. The second piece of advice I would say for younger people, and it's going to start with a story, which happened to me back in 1988 by a guy named John Bonney, who was my boss at the time. And he came over to me and he said, hey, I want you to go to this. I think this will be great for your career. And it basically, it was, a, it was a market research association Boston chapter meeting. And I went. And translation, I always made fun of him. It was like, translation, he doesn't want to go, so he's making me go. So I went and I got involved with the, uh, back in the day, it was the market research association. And I got on the board. And I parlayed that and got involved in the American Marketing Association. And then I worked on what's called PCC, which is a professional chapters council. And I was, I actually chaired that. So I was like Grand Poover of the AMA to some extent of chapters back in the day. And if you get involved, um, it allows you to hone in on your skills. So what do I mean by that? If you want to meet people, get involved in, in membership. You want to sell something, then get involved in sponsorship. You want to get better at writing, then go write the newsletter for the association chapter, right? So I think what it'll do is it gets you involved. It's a good, it's a good way to give something back, but it's also a way to move your career forward and really hone in on skills and meet people. That's the reality is in my career, I've had six jobs and I've moved, I think, for four of them. All right. So in every one of the cities that I've moved to, I've met different people and I've got involved with different associations. So in Philadelphia, it was a guy named Bo Mullen and Leslie Goodell, you know, and Steve Bornstein, very close friends of mine who also have a different perspective. Or when I was in North Jersey, um, working for Work and Lavage, you know, people like Jeffrey Lorber or Jamie Oler or Eileen Mayer, people like that who really, you know, have a different way of looking at things. And I think if you do that, you'll have so many different experiences and so many different contacts in the industry. And that's what you want. 
Because if you think about it, the most important word in English language to me is, it's a six-letter word, access. If you have access to contacts, think about what you can get. You can get knowledge. You're struggling through something with your business, with your enterprise. Maybe you need money to fund a new product. Maybe you need some guidance, you know, whatever it is. And I think if you have a large pool of contacts, and if you're involved in associations, you'll see what's coming up next. You'll, you'll, you'll see what the cutting edge methodologies are. You'll be a lot more connected to the associations. And by the way, not only learning, but giving something back. So I love it. That's my two pieces of advice. I, I love it. I completely agree with you. I think, um, you know, I always tell people, younger people who come into the industry to say, these people that you're connecting with today, you'll know in 20 years and you will be sitting right. in different chairs and you can help each other. And, and it's hard to, to see that trajectory. But the reality is your network was built or your contacts or relationships were built throughout your entire career. And it's, it's, and, and likewise for me, and it's so crucial, important, not only for the good stuff, for the best, the bad stuff too, just to kind of commiserate and, and talk through challenges. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I was given a lifetime achievement award with a few people that are pretty close to me, Ken Roberts and, and Ed Sugar, who were on the stage with me in San Francisco a few years ago. And Ed, Ed actually um, sent me a postcard um, for my birthday. And he said, you know, in there, he said, Hey, do you still have some contacts in, in baseball to get some tickets? And, um, you know, I'm going to Atlanta and I want to take um, somebody to a game. So I called him. I said, okay, what do you need? And he told me, and I, it was like August 13th or something like that. And I said, okay, just, I, I only want to go to these contacts once. What exactly do you want? So I hang up with him. I call a guy named Nate Devlin from the Rangers, who I've become friendly with over the years because we have season tickets. I said, Nate, I need a, I need a favor good friend of mine. He's doing it for a good reason. I need Atlanta Braves tickets. I need two. I'm not looking for funny ones. I just need a contact there. He calls the Braves within five minutes, sends me an email. I say, okay, should I call him directly? I call him directly. And I have two tickets on the first base side, five rows, six rows from the field. And Ed could not be happier. And he's, he's taking somebody to the Braves game. That's all about contacts. Now, I'm not saying make, make friends. Okay. And, and, you know, oh, what can they do for me? But that's all about contacts. And it's all about, um, you know, being in a position to help people through, so it just, it's just the right thing to do. And I think too many people don't, um, you know, we hired two people here. We've hired a couple people. We had interns last year. We hired three of them. And it was um, Austin Wall and Christian Rankine. And it was... Um, uh, Tom Jones son and Eric. And then the three of them came in and I all looked at them and I said, okay, I got a challenge on a Monday. Like, okay, it's unacceptable that you have seven, 75 LinkedIn connections and you have 120 and you have 210. They're like, okay. They said operation 500, whoever gets to 500 first, I'm going to give $50. Oh, I love that. And That's within, a great. And with, yeah. And yeah. within 36 hours, all three of them have <sighs> 500. That's and awesome. the reality is because it's different because yeah. as, as an executive, when I interview somebody and they say, Oh, I know everybody in the industry and I've got a huge role with it. And I've been in the industry for 27 years. Oh, great. And they've got 293 connections. Like that doesn't add up. It just doesn't play. But if, but so what you need to have is 500 plus, because most people aren't going to go lower to see exactly what the number is. And 
I think it's important to do things like that. I totally agree. Meryl, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the podcast. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Seema, thank you. And, and I appreciate you giving something back to the industry, being an innovator, being a leader in this great industry. And, and the podcast definitely helps you get there. So I can't thank you enough for having me as a guest. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.